0: Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with T.J. Mercer. That's my T.T. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my T.T. I just loves me some porta-potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall. There's no toilet paper or seat cover. You handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards a deck of cards y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean? So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code Ramblings, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. Hola, 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 everybody! Hola, 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 everybody! We are live. Y'all know the routine. I just need to know if you can see me. Oh, I tell you, you hear. I just need to know if you can see and hear me, so that we know we are good to go. I have pasted the link. Uh, across my platforms and dr karishna has placed it for you guys in um under my personal facebook page if you want to come in and share your takeaways thus far but if not hold on let me make sure i got IG going correctly so hold on uh add to your story live we are live uh There we go. Um, Paste, okay. Let me make sure IG is all set. Okay, IG is all set. And Melissa says she can't hear me. Can can anybody else not hear me? I need to know. Facebook, Facebook, tell me if y'all can't hear me. I need to know hey mom I need to know if y'all can't hear me let me make sure my mic is set to the correct mic yeah it is okay I'm not moving forward somebody guys I can hear you okay so that's all I need to know Uh, so Melissa refresh um, and whatever so this is this is day nine day nine of an august full of tj and jesus an august full of tj and jesus and we have been here like every night like it's crazy i can't believe y'all are hanging with me and so for those of you who don't know hey regina Glad you can make it. Um, For those of you who uh, don't know, I am TJ Mercer. I am the walking exclamation point, the Jesus girl, the bingo boss. And as a profession, I am known as the chief noisemaker of Media Mavericks Academy, which means I teach authors, experts, coaches, and entrepreneurs how to book themselves in the media without a publicist and without being a celebrity. And I'm really good at what I do. Some folks here know I'm really good at what I do. I spent 25 years working in Hollywood, so if I don't know nothing else, I know media. But for this season, this season, this month of August, God has taken me back to my Bible Storyteller roots and has given me the divine assignment to um, go live every day and talk. (laughs) That's what we've been doing, we've been talking. And so if anybody is here and they want to share their takeaways, Krishna posted the link. Krishna, uh, make sure. So is that the right link? Krishna, I see you posted the StreamYard link, not the custom link I gave you. So let's just, just make sure that's the right link. Uh, and I posted it across Periscope and YouTube Live. So if you want to come on and tell me your your takeaways, go there. Otherwise, otherwise, we're not going to waste no time. We're not going to waste no time. Oh. If you haven't already, I heard some of y'all have been doing, hey, Delmar, heard some of you guys have been doing watch parties and whatnot. So now is the time for you to hit that share button and um, let some people know what we're doing. We knew, hey, my Stevie, um, we knew that going in, Krishna, I see you, okay. Got you. We knew going in before we go to Krishna, if there's any Christian, uh, you popped in, you popped out. So you coming to do takeaways? What you're doing? Are you gone now? So were you just testing or something? I just want to make sure. Um, so one one of the things that we learned early on, because remember when I started on day one, uh, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. I didn't know anything past Day one, I just knew that God had told me to go live and had to trust him. And about around day three, day three, uh, we found our anchor scripture. And the anchor scripture was based on Exodus 19 and three. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called him to called him to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. And I told you that God just landed me on that. This is what you are to say. This is what you are to say for the month of August. Hey David, this is what you are, Hey Roshanda, this is what you are, all to, are to say to my people for this season that I'm sending to you, that I'm sending to, sending you to them as as my Moses because I need you to let them know I love them enough that I want you to come get them. It's time to go get them out of Egypt and it's time to let them hook their trains to your caboose and you bring them out of Egypt and the Egypts can represent anything that you have been in for way too long. Only you know that. Only you know what that is. That is what Egypt represents. And then right after that, when we started looking, realizing that every night we were studying my favorite disciple, Peter, um, we realized that God was raising up peters he was awakening the peters he was pulling us out of egypt hey is that trevor my big beats yes that's my trevor he was pulling us out of egypt and bringing, and raising up the peters in us and we have been dissecting peter to the nth degree on levels i never could imagine uh so if you are new make yourself known so you can um, be made to feel welcome in the chats uh, but know that you probably should go back and listen to some of the other days because, because, uh, it it's, it surprised me. So one of the first things I want to do is, since I don't, I don't see anybody wants to come on and share y'all shy. So y'all going to save it all up for Saturday. One of the things I want to do is read this, uh, post that I saw this morning from a woman that God had me start to follow, um, maybe um, four weeks ago or something. And he has me read her prophecies every day on Facebook. The page is called destiny is calling and she does a word for the day every morning. So this one she wrote "In praying for you all this morning. I both heard and saw as God was speaking this, I am drawing you into deeper dimensions of my love. I am drawing you into deeper dimensions of my understanding. I am bringing you into new levels of revelation. I am bringing you into deeper and new levels because I am releasing something new into the earth. It is time to lead in new ways. It is time to pioneer like never before. It is time to be the head and lead the charge. It is time to be the innovator and the one who brings solutions to the world. It is time to be the life in people's worlds. New and deeper levels are bringing acceleration. Now, does that sound familiar of where we are? How many of y'all been having revelations like none other? I know I have. (laughs) I know I have. And especially the part is it is time to be in the life in people's worlds. Uh, There are several of y'all here have been here with me every day. That's like, yeah, uh, I'm letting TJ into my world. Now get this. So uh, a few days ago, this same woman, I had just rapped with you guys and I logged on to social media and my Facebook page, <laughs> who was that? Lashenda said, woo child. <laughs> um, oh, what does Laz say? Laz says, God was speaking to me and when I jumped up off of live, I went live on Facebook. <laughs> woo I am Peter and God had a word for his people and I'm being obedient. I'm telling you, all I'm called to do is to go get you out to Egypt and raise up the Peter in you. So this particular day, I forget what day it was, like Wednesday or Thursday of last week. And I went checked my Facebook page while I was eating because I usually wait to eat after I go live. I don't eat all day until after I go live because I just want to be in a zone and I was eating I was like oh let me just scroll Facebook and I went to her page and she was doing a live and turns out she's doing a live that she's doing 10 days of lives where she just picks a random person in the comments and prophesies to them and ooh, Yvette says Woo, homework done connected with Krishna yay yes 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 Um. And so I'm listening, and and I typed in the chat, hey, I'm new to your page, but it has blessed me so far. And next thing you know, um, she goes, I choose TJ Mercer. And I was like, what? And the fact that most people, when they just see my name written, they'll go "Teach." The fact that she said TJ, it doesn't matter to me how people pronounce it, but when she said TJ, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And so, for the next three to five minutes, she prophesied things that were confirmations that she couldn't possibly know. It was incredible. Y'all don't let my, um, y'all remind me to check my power on my laptop because I forgot to connect it uh, to power. I got 65%. You know what? Before we get rolling, I don't want to forget to do that. So, hold on. Hold on. I don't want to forget to do that because that, it will happen probably at the most inopportune time. <sighs> and it was so on the money. It was so on the money that I just, I couldn't move. Like I, I just couldn't move. Like things... Like she was talking about promises and didn't realize that what I would have been dealing with this whole season is the promises of God. And it was like bananas. So when I saw that that prophecy on her page this morning, I'm like, yup, that's exactly where we are. We're right there in the pocket of changing, going into new revelations of what God is sharing with us, changing our lives. Looking at different perspectives, raising up the Peter in us. So, yeah, this thing, this ain't no play play. This ain't no play play. Living Loved and Healing says, I need some TJ in my world. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Melissa says, I follow her. Isn't she wonderful? I think her real name is Marguerite. Um, But her her page is Destiny is Calling. If you guys want to check that out. But I, I really really like her all right so y'all ready to feast y'all ready to take the first bite on what God has prepared for us tonight all right let us go first up Matthew 26 and 17 Matthew 26 and 17 Let me get my Bibles open. Okay. We got more Peter and John revelations coming tonight. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. And then God, actually, I think what's going to happen is we're going to he's going to divide this in two parts. He's going to. And thank you. I can see the notifications come on my computer of you sharing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hosting the watch parties and everything. So thank you. Uh, we're going to deal with pre-crucifixion after crucifixion, Peter. I think that's how he's doing. He may change it, but I think that's how he's doing it. On the first day, verse 17, on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? That's all I want us to read there. That's Matthew. Now let's go over to Mark. Mark 12. Mark 12. No, excuse me. Mark 14, verse 12 and 13. Okay. Let's see how Mark says it. On the first day of the festival on unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples ask him, Where do you want us to go to prepare the Passover meal for you? So Jesus sent two of them into Jerusalem with these instructions. Jesus sent two of them into Jerusalem with these instructions. Any guesses on who the two are? Any guesses on who the two are? Let's go to Luke 22 and seven. Hi, James. Luke 22, seven. Now the festival of unleavened bread arrived when the Passover lamb is sacrificed. Jesus sent who he sent, who he sent, who he sent, who he sent. He sent peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and jelly. He sent Peter and John ahead, of, ahead and said, go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together. So if you're new and you don't understand why I made a big deal out of that, because early on when we didn't know where we were going, we started picking up on how crazy John must have been about Peter. And that God is getting ready to do something in us right now as we explore that relationship and that study that we started picking up on different aspects of how Peter and John got down. Uh, Where was I? Uh, Eight. Okay, so Jesus sent peanut butter and jelly ahead and said, go and prepare the Passover meal. (laughs) Yes, I said peanut butter and jelly, P and J. Except, you know, there's no B, but y'all know P and J. Um, go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together. They asked, Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. He replied, As soon as you enter Jerusalem, a man, a man carrying a pitcher of pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks. Where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare the meal. They went off to the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. Pay attention to the instructions in Luke twenty-two ten 10 through 12. Jesus was very specific, and we've talked about this. He told them where to go, who to look for, and what to do. Go to Jerusalem, and as you enter, who to look for? Man's going to be carrying a pitcher. Not just any man. This particular man is going to be carrying a pitcher of water, not a pitcher of red Kool Aid, not a pitcher of purple Kool Aid. He's going to be carrying a pitcher of water. He's that specific, specific with us. Then what do they do? They don't talk to him. They just follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner. And then he tells them exactly what he wants them to say. Because God had already prepared the plan. The man knew exactly what to say. I'm sure... Jesus probably gave him specific, ex, 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 specific instructions about there's going to be these two dudes, they bust buds and they're going to be coming up. One of them going to be wearing some black air sandals and another one going to be wearing the red air sandals. So I'm sure he was just as specific to the man. And then he's going to tell him where you go. He's going to take you upstairs. Here's what you can expect. Remember, we already covered that the first time Jesus walked with Peter. He's going to you expect him to go up to the room and that room is already set up. That's how dope Jesus is. Like, remember when Peter jumped into the, the, the sea, he had already had breakfast prepared. All they had to do was connect the dots, connect the dots. Verse 14. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, I am I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. I just thought that was like Jesus be just dropping stuff in there. Like I'm 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 happy, thrilled, giddy to share this with y'all because then right after this, my suffering will begin. I'm just like, like, how do you sit there and process that, Jesus? <laughs> like Just, well, what are we supposed to do with that? Like, I wonder if they just sit there and get stunned sometimes. (laughs) Like, wait, I'm just gonna pretend I didn't hear that because that that just sounded a bit crazy, what what my boy just said. Um, For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. 17, then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. (laughs) Then he said, take this and share it among yourselves for I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Gosh, there's a big delay on Facebook. I'm noticing it is a big delay. Um, He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 20, After the supper, he took another cup of wine and said, the cup is a new covenant between God and his peoples. An agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Hold on to that. Sacrifice for you. 21, but here at this table, sitting among us as a friend, is the man who will betray me? Like I can just hear the record scratch. Like, wait, what? Like, wait, 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 wait. What? Now you ain't told us that we are supposed to remember, and you've been saying we. You were supposed to be remembering you, and you want us to keep this tradition and do this, and all of a sudden you're just gonna throw us with this curveball. Like, what? One of us? Not that you're gonna be betrayed. That ain't what you said, Jesus. You said one of us. Uh, Up in here, these peoples, these are the peoples I've been rolling with, sleeping next to, out in the wilderness with. These peoples, Some one of us is going to betray you? Verse 22. For it has been determined that the son of man must die. But what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him? The disciples began to ask each other which of them would ever do such a thing. So they looking around like, yo, is it you, Matthew? Bartholomew? Is it is it you? Like, yo, uh, it can't be you, Peter, James. No, I've been rocking with you. We've been, we, we were with you, No. 24. Then they began to argue amongst themselves, like, yo, if y'all, if I can't see this as clearly, they can't figure out, like, how did this conversation turn into, like, where did it turn? Where did it turn, Lynn? Like, it went from, is it you that's going to betray the Savior or I'm the greatest? I'm, I'm the greatest. I, I, and I'm like, and I'm I'm playing this scenario out. Like, did Peter go? Yo, Matthew, you can't have the the, the highest seat because you a tax collector. We don't even like you most days. Or the fishermen, you know, battling with each other. Like, yo, my boat is bigger. Come on now, I'm rolling on 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 the 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 biggest boat ever. So it gotta be me, yo! It's come on now. I know how to make it rain with the fishes. I just making fishes rain, 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 rain. Yes, and I know I'm saying fishes. I make the fishes rain. Like, how did it get to the point that they trying to figure out who betrayed them? Yvette says rolling on twenty fours exactly. Like I got the I got the Rolls Royce of boats. Like what was your last haul when you came in John? yo see I came in with 180 fishes yo and I got the biggest and baddest nets like it automatically come on you know it should it should be it should be me Hey Fred, Fred says teach it good in your blue chair teach yes this is my, my favorite chair, Fred all right so Jesus told 25. Jesus told them in this world, the kings and great men lorded over their people, yet they are called friends of the people. But among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here. For I am among you as one who serves. You have stayed with me in my time of trial. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So that's Luke 22, 14 through 30. Let's jump over to... John, let's jump over to John. John doesn't, doesn't um, describe what Matthew, Mark, and Luke describe of Peter and John being told by Jesus to go set up the room. He doesn't pick up there. He doesn't cover that. All right, let's go. John 13, 1 through 17, and then we're going to pick up 21 through 25. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. And now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper. And the devil had already prompted Judas. The devil had already done his thing. Son of Simon Iscariot to betray Jesus. Zoning on this verse, Jesus knew that the father had given him authority over everything, over everything. And that he had come from God and would return to God. Hey, Chris Bill. So he got up from the table, took off his robe wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around them. Now catch this. I was doing some research. I was doing research on feet washing. And... um feet washing in, in 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 this time, that whenever you went to someone's house, if it was regular everyday people, the host would have the water for you and you washed your feet. And think about it. They didn't have Uber, they didn't have Lyft, they didn't have bicycles, they walked pretty much everywhere and to my knowledge were no dirt road no where there were no paved asphalt roads so their feet were grimy and filthy and dirty and I have a thing about feet so the chances of me washing somebody for the evening mm. T2 and Sir Grayson the Great, my niece and nephew. My mama, if she really, really needed help and she can't do it herself. <laughs> but I got to think about feet. And so when I'm imagining this, and the more I did research that, that the wealthy people have servants to do it. And it was, it was considered the, low, the lowest of jobs to do, to wash feet. And here we got Jesus taking off his robe, wrapping a towel around his waist and washing their crusty, I don't think they were doing pedicures back then, their crusty, dirty feet. And here's the part that I bust out laughing. When Jesus came to our best friend, Peter, Peter said to him. Now, all the other disciples, from what we can tell, they let Jesus wash their feet. But when he got to Peter, Peter's like, whoa, yo, hold up. No, 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 no. I've been robbing you. I have been calling you my master. I'm willing to die for you. And you won't wait no this this ain't this ain't the role this this, no you too dope for that lord are you going to wash my feet no can't be jesus replied you don't understand now can't you can't you just hear the tenderness in jesus's voice he's already he already knows he's headed to a brutal death we already talked about he's not headed to the gas chamber or lethal injection he's headed to be crucified and he knows it's pretty much the next day but he still spends time loving on his disciples in the lowliest thing he could possibly do. This is, this is how he's spending his last night on earth before he dies so brutally. Get that y'all this is where he chose to be he didn't go kiss and hang out with his mama his dad maybe he had a few nieces and nephews he chose to lower himself from being god's son to wash 30 feet and so I can hear the tenderness when he says you don't understand now what I'm doing but someday you will How many of you are parents? I'm not a parent, but I am a darn good TT. So I understand this, that there's some things that you have to do for your children. That they have no idea why. It's painful to them. It's bizarre to them. But it's because you know As their parent, what's coming down the line for them? You know that you have to prepare, get this, prepare them for what's coming. So I'm sure that's what was being processed, you know, kind of through Peter's mind of how High up that Jesus was on his admiration list. And now, and then it's, then it's, if I'm putting myself in the place of Peter, it's, Lord, I got to wash some feet. And he's showing this to them because he knows what's coming up for them. Verse 8. Can you imagine the, um, first of all, the love it takes for him to put himself through that kind of death. But then the level of humility, he demonstrates by washing their feet. Do we have that kind of humility? No job is too beneath us. Verse 8 No, Peter protested. You will never, ever wash my feet. That would have been me. Jesus replied Peter, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. And here's where it got me. Simon Peter exclaimed, Yo, then wash my hands, wash my head, wash my feet, wash my nails, wash my wrinkles, wash my elbow, wash the back of my knee, wash everything, Jesus. (laughs) That's our Peter. He went from the extreme of, No, I'm not letting you touch my feet, until. God tells him what if I if I don't. You won't belong to me. And once again, we see Peter's. He he he's a special case in, in individual. He, we see Peter go, you know what? I want all of Jesus. So do what you gotta do. I'm gonna take off my shirt, my underwear, I'm taking everything. Get get under my um get under my arm, get into my nose, get wherever. I want to bathe myself in you. Remember, this is the same Peter who just jumped out the boat and swam the length of a football field. So, Jesus ain't said nothing but a word. Peter was ready to get bucket naked right there if it meant that he could belong fully to his Jesus. 10. <laughs> Wait, I see it again. Then wash my hands and my head as well, Lord. Not just my feet. Don't, don't just do the feet then. then. <laughs> Can't you just see Peter 10? Jesus replied, A person who is bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. Now No, keep going. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. 12, after washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right because that is what I am. And since I, your Lord and your teacher have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, you're aware, God will bless you for doing them. 17, read that again, I didn't see this at first. You know these things, but the blessing comes when you actually do them. When you know what to do the right thing, when you know to do the right thing, the blessing doesn't come until you do it. And remember earlier on, I told you the story about Andrea, um, who a lot of you know, who covers me, the night that we came in from a speaking engagement and she got very serious. And next day I know she was coming in with a, a bowl and she washed my feet and told me that God told her to serve me and always rock with me and serve with me. And I read something today that said, a servant's heart exposes pride in others. Cause I remember when she was doing it, I was like, I got an issue with feet. Can I show you a different way that I love you? Ah, Bert picked up on something. Bert says, he washed the feet of the one that betrayed him. Did I hear that right? You did, cuz it didn't it didn't say he washed everybody's but his. And he knew who was going to betray him. So skip down to what did I say? 21. Um What did I say? What was the Okay, so 21, yes. Now, Jesus was deeply troubled. And he exclaimed, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. 22, the disciples looked at each other, wondering what he could mean. The disciple Jesus loved, that's what John refers to himself as. Here's another Peter John moment was sitting next to Jesus at the table. So Jesus and John sit next to each other. I don't really know where Simon was. Simon Peter though, motioned to him. So he motioned to John like, ask him, ask him, ask him. Who is it, who is it? And John did exactly what Peter asked him to do. That's friendship, yo. The fact that they communicating while all this is going on. Peter motioned to him to ask, who's he talking about? So that disciple leaned over to Jesus and asked, Lord, who is it? Now, I love the fact that Everything else. This must have been a just com- intimate conversation between Jesus and John, and everybody else is doing something else. Because it says Jesus. Resp- uh So the, 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 I, I'm keep going. So Jesus responded, "Is the one whom I, I give the bread I dip in the bowl." So Jesus answers, but the rest of the disciples don't hear. Jesus answers. So. With that said. So we've picked up three more before I go to our next point. We picked up three more points of looking at peanut butter and jelly. We see that it was Peter and peanut butter and jelly, Peter and John that Jesus sent to get the Passover room. We also see uh, that John is the only one that covers this aspect of the, the, the feet washing and the, the, the dialogue that Peter and Jesus had, what else have we learned that it was like, John's the only one that covered that. And in specifics, uh, John was the only one that named that Peter uh, was the one who cut off the ear. Like John is always seems to be like, Nope. Y'all gonna know who my dude Peter is. For show, for show, and then the third one is the fact that Peter motions to John, ask Jesus. I know, Bert says I will be watching everything happening on that dinner table to see. I know it's like, how can you even go on when the dudes you've been rolling with? Tells you that somebody there's there's somebody in your camp that's about to betray you. Maybe they were just tired. I don't know, but that was just weird to me. But yeah. So we adding more to our arsenal of the peanut butter and jelly with Peter and John, of just watching their relationship unfold. So with that said, let's move over to five keys to serve like Jesus. Five keys to serve like Jesus. Y'all ready for them? You ready for the five keys? I need y'all to tell me that you are ready for them. Can I move on while I catch my breath? The five keys, y'all ready, you ready, you ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? Deborah says she ready. She ready. up Peter John, asking, but don't tell him. I told you to ask. right. In yep, you can totally see 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 Peter doing that asking, but don't tell him. Don't tell him my ass. <laughs> I love that. All right. The first S. The the first S is only one S. The first key is to sacrifice to sacrifice we have watched Jesus sacrifice everything for us and when you're going to serve you must be willing to sacrifice everything that Jesus did was for the betterment of society Everything. E. Exemplify the same characteristics as our good, generous father. You have to be a giver. God saw a need in humanity that we couldn't be reconciled back to him without there being a sacrifice. They're going back to the S without there being a sacrifice, that is what we are to do. He filled the need, we are to fulfill needs. When I started um, Storytime with Auntie TJ, it started simply because, I wanted to feel the void that parents were experiencing being thrown into a situation where the schools are shut down. They don't know what the heck is going on. And I just simply asked God, Lord, what do you want me to do? How can I be of service? How can I help? And he told me, I want you to read to my kids. So it doesn't have to be big. You know, it doesn't have to be outlandish things. It's using what's in your hand. But whatever it is to serve like Jesus, we must be willing to exemplify the same characteristics as our good, generous father are. You must be willing to resolve to operate in integrity and add value to others. Your integrity does not wish wash based on the situations. Jesus always did what he said he was going to do. He gave specific instructions. He came to them when they prayed, Lord, save me. He taught with integrity. He modeled integrity. When he had been preaching all out in the wilderness and the disciples wanted to send the people home, he's like, no, I'm gonna send the people home. I need to feed them. Wherever Jesus went, he added value to the environment. I have a motto. I don't care how long you're with TJ, whether it's two minutes, two days, two, um, two hours, two months, two weeks. I want to add value to your time with me. I don't want your time wasted being with me. And my integrity has to be on point. I've walked away from money. I've given back $50,000 because the money wasn't, mm, it was gonna impact my integrity. What is that for you? Can you resolve that no matter what, come hail or high water, you're going to operate in integrity. V, vanquish the ego. Vanquish the ego. The ego got to go. The ego had to go when Jesus decided, okay, I'm going to accept my father's assignment and i'm going to take off my royal robe and i'm going to walk amongst the humanity and then i'm going to die for them i'm going to spend 3 years with them i'm going to spend 33 years having to eat and sleep and to still love on teach show love to the people who hate me And we know the the popular acronym for ego is edging God out. Yes, you got to vanquish all of that. That thing has to go. Your ego has to die. Jesus Jesus couldn't have an ego for him to wash some dirty, crusty, icky, ewy feet. Can't be no ego. Somebody walking in and, and watching the the person that's declaring himself the son of God washing feet. I saw this quote by um, I saw this quote by John Maxwell. The insecure are into titles. The secure are into towels. I thought that was good. That perfectly sums up vanquishing your ego, destroy it. If you're secure, Jesus was so secure in who he was. It said it in John thirteen three. Jesus knew that the father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and will return to God. He knew that he was secure. He didn't have to compete for his title. Can't nobody hold a candle to Jesus. So because he was so secure, he could lower himself and serve his disciples. That's why he could do it. That's why he had to do it. And then finally, The E. Envision God, the light in you. Make God smile. At the end of my broadcast, I haven't done it for some reason. I haven't done it, but maybe to do it. But I used to always sign off. Go out and let's make God smile. There's something beautiful of when you just imagine. God, just looking down at you and going, that's my birth. That's my Krishna. That's my Delmar. That's my Laz. There's 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 just something just heartwarming to know. Melissa, look at my Melissa. Look at her floating. There's no, no words from anybody stronger than my mother's mother going, proud of you, bomber number one. Or proud of you, Miss Thane. Can't nobody top that except God. So if I feel that way about my earthly mother, how much goosebumps do I get when I imagine God smiling? I, I know for a fact that I crack God up. Like God is so dope with me that I imagine when He know He get ready, I'm getting ready to act a fool with something He get ready to do. I I imagine Him going, "Come on, Peter. Come on, James. Come on, John. Jesus, come on. Come on. Come on." Come on, because she don't know that this phone call is coming. She don't know that this phone call is coming. Y'all know how TJ is. She going to gonna give us a good laugh. She going to act a plump fool on us about her being so excited about what I'm about to do. I'm going to make the call. Call come. Told you. I know it. She was going to act a fool. I know it. Look at her running around her house. Look at her screaming. That is, that is what I want God to, to feel and think when he sees me. Romans, John 8, 29, and the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me for I always do what pleases him. That's what Jesus said. So if we are to serve like Jesus, Jesus was always looking to what his father God said. What his father God wanted him to do. what What would make his father God happy and delighted? That's what Jesus said. So if we're going to serve like Jesus, we must delight. We must get happy in how God delights in us and making him smile. And what makes him smile is when we are obedient and yearning for him. Laz says, wow, being a public servant for over 20 years has a new meaning for me. Yes. That's the point. Serving should look different from this day forward. So let's review. S, you got to be willing to sacrifice. It ain't gonna always be convenient for you to serve. It's going to cost you sometimes. E, exemplify the same characteristics as our good, generous father. God was a giver. God is a giver. If we're going to serve like him, Jesus gave his life generously. That's the ultimate sacrifice. they going to turn around and still be a dope dude while he's walking amongst the peasants of us humans. We got to serve like that. Are resolve to operate in integrity and add value to others. That was Jesus. Jesus did what he said he was going to do when he said he was going to do it. Your word is your bond. V, vanquish the ego. What what else do I have to say? Jesus was the son of God. Like he literally was a king's kid. Like literally. And yet he still was willing to wash some dirty feet. And then finally the E, envision God's delight in you. Go out and make God smile. All right, that is my heart for tonight. Let me just double check myself. I think, yeah, I think that's it. Think that's it. So tell me before we, we bounce out, which of these do you think is your biggest challenge? Which one of the letters is your biggest challenge right now? Which one is your biggest challenge? Is it the sacrifice, exemplifying, the resolving to operate in integrity, vanquishing the ego, or envisioning God's delight for you? Which one is harder for you, Delmar? Yvette over IG says, I am unexpectedly serving my mother in this moment. Yes. Yes. We will always find ways to serve the parentals for sure. Deborah says, serve to make God smile. Colin says, uh, ego is her hardest. Nija says ego. Bert says egos. All right. So we're admitting it now. And so we got to vanquish the ego. Vanquish the ego. Love you, mom. My mom is here, y'all. If y'all can't see she's Wanda Mercer over in Facebook. Mwah. Do y'all know my mother don't really like to hear me talk. <laughs> she doesn't. She don't really like to hear me teach. <laughs> so she's here just to support. She don't really like it. <laughs> but I do it anyway, cause that's what I'm called to do. No, I'm just kidding. She 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 says I'm quite animated. I'm too excited for her. That's what that's how she describes it. Um, last says this was so good. I'm glad it benefits benefited you, last. Um, all right, so let's let's pray it out. Mom says, Mom, you said that your heart is your challenge is to envision God's delight in me. Well, all you gotta do is look at me and how I look at you, and how uh, Sir Grayson goes, Grammy, 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 they love you. How he sits up under you, both of them, all the time. That's how God is showing you he delights in you through your babies. Yvette says, needed this. Sacrifice is hardest for Yvette. Gotcha. Um, Delmar says, I served my mom for 10 years as a caregiver until the very day she, she left. I'm assuming that's supposed to be left on Thanksgiving morning, nine months ago. And this lesson tonight showed me a new perspective. That's good. Delmar. That's good. Um. All right. So let's pray it out. Lord God. We had a wonderful night with you again. You just keep showing up. You just keep showing up. You just keep showing up and we're here for it. We thank you God for the revelations that are hitting home and and reframing our thinking and the way we have been used to navigating the world. And some of us are 50 and 60 years old and it's, it's shining a new perspective. It's shining a new perspective on things that we've been doing our whole lives. And you're like, nope, the game changes the month of August. So I thank you, Lord, as we find and we navigate our new world, our new realities, that we find a new way to serve. And that our service becomes different. And that we're willing to sacrifice, to exemplify, to, I forgot the R God, but you know what the R is. Um, Something about integrity uh, you gave to me. So that's let them know how fresh it is because I don't even remember it. But the V, vanquish our ego and E, envision your delight. Resolve, that's it. Resolve to operate in integrity. So I thank you, Lord God, that we are making new commitments to those five keys as we walk it out in this new world that we're finding ourselves in. I thank you God for everything that you're doing in my tea lights lives and how you're bonding us all together for such a time as this. You are an awesome, awesome God. And I thank you. I thank you for being so dope, so humble. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, my Dr. Allie. Dr. Allie says, glad I caught you today. Because um, you know how I feel about serving. Absolutely, Dr. Allie. You are the like the epitome of a servant. Uh, Melissa says, I work in the area that places me in a position to serve, which helped me serve my mom as her caregiver, even washing her feet and I hate feet. So that is not hard for me. The vision step is my hardest right now. We're all in different, the beauty of this, um, the, the beauty of this is we're all in different places, but none of us have nailed them all perfectly. And we'll be striving to get it perfect until God takes us up out of this joint. So I'm grateful. So is there anything else I need to know before we tap out? In 10, in spirit and in truth. Yes, Dr. Allie. Nine, eight. Guess what, y'all? A lot of you know, I was already doing a TED Talk. It's still going to be on. Um, They didn't cancel it, but I found out recently that they want me to keynote the TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) So they want me to be the closing speaker of the TED Talk. (laughs) Me. Lord Jesus, it's on September 19th. Um, at some point I'll, I'll put the link to, you have to purchase tickets. I'll, I'll put the link, but it's, it's going to be totally virtual. Um, but, uh, yeah, (laughs) I'm like, y'all want me to close it. Okay. If you say so, uh, where was I? Seven. (laughs) Um, and what made me think about it today is being that we now have transitioned into a new normal. Uh, I was like, God, that that original talk ain't working. And so in, it was in my study time. And, and they've been gracious with me of recognizing the move and everything else that I've been doing. And uh, I asked them, like, I still don't really know what my talk title is going to be yet. But I need you to just trust me. God just hasn't given it to me. He's going to give it to me. And then that's when they they told me, well, they want me to do the keynote. I'm like, okay, you really got to give me grace now because i am got to be a close. So yeah, I got to make sure this download comes from God. And so today in my closet, as I was studying, um, Come on, keynote TJ Mercer. See, y- y'all gas in my head. Uh, yes, Melissa. Come on, keynote TJ Mercer, a new moniker. Um, so I was in the closet studying and literally in the closet and God showed it to me. And that's the beauty, guys. That's what I need y'all to understand. You got to trust God's timing because I wasn't getting stressed. because I've been down this road with God before that I'm waiting on him to deliver. And then I know that there's some things that have to be in place. And he started showing me I needed all of these things to happen so then that your talk would make sense. And so he showed me the three things he wanted me to shake the talk around. And they happened between March and now. Uh, Lynn says, I just remember you live in New York for the TV show while I was mesmerizing how God used you. You were unstoppable. Yeah. What Lynn is talking about is I was asked to do a eight minute talk, which was like a TED talk for black women for BET BET Sister Network called um, Centric. And it's now called BET Her Now. And it was for a show called The Round. And it, originally my episode was supposed to be like the fifth episode. But after I delivered my talk, um, they moved it to the first episode. And in TV terms, that's a huge deal because they want to launch with their best. And to date, as far as I know, it's still it was, it was the highest rated episode of the series. So I'm, I'm grateful and honored. And Lynn, several of my Mavericks were there. That night, that Lynn came in from um, uh, Upper New York or wherever she was living. Like several of my mavericks came in, and the beauty about this is, I was nervous as all get out. Um, but the beauty is, when they did the audience, God would see fit that because the stage was round, hence the name of the show, the Round. So the audience was basically a one eighty. It wasn't behind me, but it was like a one eighty. Okay, so the beauty was that no matter where I looked in this 180, no matter where I looked, I had a media maverick to look at. And my media mavericks were feeding me their energy. So if I look this way, I could see D. If I look this way, I could see Tara. If I look this way, I could see Evangeline. Like, and then Lynn, like, I forgot who all was there, but I know, I remember looking at the audience and going, there's a maverick in my whole sightline." So So um, yeah, that's what Lynn means. Um, and so it, it's always still amazing to me, the opportunities that God gives me. I forgot where our countdown was because I was still just caught up in like, my very first TED talk? And they want me to do the keynote. Like, are they sure who do they know who they getting? Um, six. Let's say say I was at six. <laughs> Five. Four. I appreciate y'all so much. I really do. Especially the all who gassed my little head up. <laughs> Dr. Stevie said, you are definitely the best. Dr. Stevie. Melissa, yes. Y'all gas me up. (laughs) Um, Five, I guess, where is it? Was that right? Four, or did I already say four? I don't remember. Three, (laughs) two, one. I'll see y'all tomorrow for a surprise i don't know what god gonna have us talk about tomorrow i think i know though because he kind of showed me it was a 2 part so i think i kind of know but he might change it all right i love you guys see you tomorrow bye well that's it hopefully you enjoyed what my tt shared with you and like she always says let's go out and make guys smile and don't forget to hug somebody it's t2 mercer signed off now see y'all later